Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 173. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. 173. Hi. How are you? What is going on in your world? What's going on? It's so nice to be here with you. So I lost my rhythm after being sick. I feel like my focus, my creativity, my stamina uh, went down the toilet, literally. (laughs) And I can't find them. I actually went to acupuncture yesterday and (laughs) I said to my acupuncturist, he's been helping uh, a lot with my hip, which has been so good for about a month and a half now which is epic. Uh, actually have my MRI in two weeks. So we will see what's going on in there. But we are managing that hip very well uh, with acupuncture and my training. Yesterday, I said to him, okay, so can you stick some needles into the places that will unblock my creativity and my focus and my stamina. Uh, I'm like, I need them unblocked. They've been blocked for about two weeks and I'm finding it really hard to focus in my work, uh, to create, to produce work. And this is really hard for me because Normally, I work at speed. I can produce a lot of work, and that work has loads of creativity and innovation to it. But I felt really stuck uh, with all of that. Anyway, so he's like, Yep, we can work on that. And apparently, the liver is in charge of planning, and the gallbladder is in charge of executing. So he's like, it's a liver gallbladder problem. And this is from like Chinese medicine uh, perspective. So we did some work on my liver and my gallbladder. Uh, I didn't come home and it didn't unleash this massive wave of creativity and focus, but it's okay. I asked him, could I do something else? Like, what else could I do to support my liver to find this focus and this creativity again? And he said, well, movement is the most powerful thing for the liver. 
And I thought that was really cool because I hadn't trained for the week that I was sick. And then last week I trained Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but then had the rest of the week off. It was a really big week and I had my photo shoot on Friday. So I haven't been training as much. And, you know, I truly believe that movement is one of the most powerful medicines. And I really like that he said that, that actually the body wants to move, the liver needs movement. So it will be interesting to see what happens as you start to get back into your training practice. You're moving the body more, especially what my body's used to, which is, you know, training four or five times a week, uh, walking a lot. So it's used to a lot of movement. So potentially there was just a block and a stagnation there, uh, which started when I was sick and I haven't been able to unblock my creativity and focus and stamina. So after two weeks of feeling like this, I called on my wise counsel uh, and one of them was Brad, my acupuncturist, and the other is John, who's my business coach and dear friend. And we have a call this afternoon. So pressure's on John. You have to find my focus, my creativity and my stamina again. Uh, anyway, I was listening to a creator club podcast, uh, the other morning, uh, as I was walking home from the gym and John said something in there, which I want to share with you because it really resonated with me. And what I'm going through right now is loss of rhythm when it comes to my work. Uh, and a lot of women experience this when it comes to their health and their training. You know, we, we start something, we've got really good momentum, we've got rhythm and then bam, something happens and it impacts our rhythm. It impacts our momentum and it can be really hard to get that back. So I just want to read out a little clip from the podcast episode that I listened to. John says, the system only exists once the rhythm is evident, the rhythm itself is a sign of health for your business. It's like a pulse. When the pulse gets out of whack, we have an arrhythmia. It's the same in marketing, marketing arrhythmia. And that's not a good thing. So what he's saying is when we lose the rhythm, we can lose the system. And the system has a really hard time existing without rhythm. So the system is the plan and it's the thing that we put in place to do the work. So it's the plan, the strategy, the system. So for me, Monday is behind the scenes day inside of Warrior School. I write emails, I plan the week ahead, I plan some podcasts, I give feedback inside of our training platform. Wednesday is podcast day. You know, I train mostly two days on, one day off uh, and so on. So those are my systems. But when my rhythm got put off by the sickness, when it was thrown and it's the pulse. So it's the pulse and it's what helps us actually do our systems. And so the system 
it's really hard for the system to exist without that rhythm or without that pulse. So here's how it looked for me. When I lost my rhythm, I lost my systems. So I was only recording one podcast episode, which I'm still only recording one podcast episode because I can't find, even though I have the system, which is record a podcast on Wednesday or record podcasts on Wednesday, I can't find the rhythm. Uh, Not writing my emails to my email list. That's also how it showed up for me. Uh, Not posting as often on social media lacking creativity and focus in planning the confidently ever after event which is in may not training as often so when something threw off my rhythm the pulse it was hard for the system to actually exist and work so when that happens there is a couple of things that we really need to look at or we need to do often the rhythm was thrown off Uh, because of sickness or stress or travel or a holiday. And we need to look at the energy. So remember, we're always coming back to the energy. And we want to ask ourselves, is it an energy problem? Have we lost our rhythm? So for myself, I had a stomach bug and I vomited 13 times in 12 hours. So I was dehydrated. I didn't eat uh, really anything for three days. So at the start, it was an energy problem for me. You know, the reason why I lost my rhythm was the sickness. And then I had to work towards getting the rhythm back or rebuilding the rhythm. And my first port of call was energy. So getting enough energy back into me and rehydrating. Then I moved into looking at trying to rebuild the rhythm with my training, you know, going back to training, easing back into that, uh, you know, maybe doing like 50% of what I normally would or 70% training one day, resting the next, training one day, resting the next. So I was rebuilding that rhythm. And then when it came to my business, (laughs) I've had a really hard time rebuilding the rhythm But that's the first step that we need to do. We actually need to rebuild the rhythm and we need to start, as John said in the podcast episode, we've got to start pulsing again. So how can we get that pulse or that rhythm back? Because remember, as he said, the rhythm itself is a sign of health for you and your training. So you could also think uh, uh, of rhythm as consistency. And this is really important when it comes to nourishing our body uh, and training. We need the consistency and that consistency or that rhythm of the practice is a sign of health for you and your training. It is the most important thing. So when I was super stuck, uh, I asked myself, What are one to three things that I could do to start pulsing again, to get this rhythm back with my work? So here's how I'm going to rebuild my rhythm. I'm going to take a scheduled and intentional time out. I'm actually going to take a break over the Easter weekend and have at least two days off, potentially two and a half or three 
Now, this was really hard for me to decide because I feel like I don't deserve it because I haven't been as productive as I would have liked. You know, I haven't met the standards that I normally set for myself around my work output because I haven't been focused and (laughs) I'm lacking creativity. Potentially, it could be a little bit of a burnout, which was initiated by the sickness. Uh, So I'm taking a scheduled and intentional time out in order for me to try and get more energy back in and find my creativity and focus. I need to take a break. So I need to let it come to me. I need to get in different environments. I just need space. Uh, What I tend to do is I'll swing into this place of trying to force and do more, uh, especially when I'm feeling like I'm not being productive or I can't focus or I can't create. I'll task switch and I'll try and do more. But that work isn't necessarily good work. It's just this busyness of just trying to do things to feel productive. So that's my A. That's my first thing that I'm doing. The second thing is that I have a call with John today. And John is one of the most important people on my wise council. So I talk often about building your table, like having your table, having your wise counsel. And when you get really stuck, you need to use those people at your table, use your wise counsel. So I have a call with him this afternoon and we're going to work through a lot of business stuff, uh, which hopefully will help. The book that I'm reading at the moment called Unbound, it's all about power. She talks a lot about asking. And I'm actually going to do a full podcast episode on it because I find it extremely fascinating. She calls it the ask. And she talks about how women aren't very good at asking for what they need. One, because they're not connected into their desires. uh, And two, they haven't had the practice. Uh, They don't know how to ask artfully. They don't know how to ask in a way that is clear. Anyway, it's very, very cool the way she talks about it. And I think it could be a really powerful podcast episode. But it got me thinking when we feel really stuck, you know, we often will sit in it ourselves. And I remember being on a call a couple of weeks ago and we spoke through something similar around how when we get stuck, what are the three things that you do to help you move through that? And one of my warriors shared that she needs to get it out because it will ruminate in her mind and she'll keep it inside and she won't communicate it. And that's not helpful. So for me, one of the big things that I need to do is I need to ask for help or ask for support or ask for, you know, someone to come to that table on my wise counsel and help me work through it. I'm very action orientated. I don't like to sit in this place of negative language and, you know, uh, ruminating on the problem. I like to move into, okay, proactively, 
How are we going to solve it? How are we going to move through it? What strategy or plan do we need to put in place? Uh, so that's B. That's the second thing that I'm going to do uh, to help me hopefully rebuild my rhythm. I would say also getting back into my training practice will help immensely. Uh, all right. So it's five weeks to Australia, which is so cool and really crazy. Uh, and I am planning the live event for Australia confidently ever after the tour, the warrior school tour. And I'm working with a branding guy who I have a call with tomorrow, which is very cool. So we're going to create some branding for the tour. He's going to do a design for me. Uh, for some things that I want to create for my warriors for the day, for the experience. And I'm so excited. Like I have this very clear vision of the event, of the idea or concept behind the event. And I want to talk to you about it today. So the tour is called Confidently Ever After. And the inspiration for this tour came from a couple of different places. One, this idea that training and being in a body that you trust, that is strong, capable, confident, resilient, that you feel comfortable in, is really the platform to launch confidence. When we have a sustainable and consistent training practice that feels great, that we love, and that gets us the results that we want, it shows up in all other areas of our lives. And we go into these other areas with more confidence. The second place that the inspiration came for the tour was actually from Agent Provocateur who is one of my favorite lingerie brands. So they do very, very cool campaigns when they launch a new line. And one of their recent campaigns was Provocatively Ever After. And it was this idea or concept of a fairy tale. And I love that idea. We talk a lot about vision inside of Warrior School. And so I wanted to play on this idea of creating our fairy tale that we can have a training fairy tale. We can actually have a fairy tale life where we can get what we want and we can feel confident and we can trust ourselves and we can love ourselves and we can have a powerful relationship with ourselves and everyone in our life. Uh, so I'm having a lot of fun. Well, I was before I got sick. I was having a lot of fun creating this idea or this concept for the event. And I'm going to bring in a branding guy to work with me so we can really build out the story. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about confidence because confidence isn't an outfit. It's not a certain pose or a moment or a mood or a mode. Sure, all of those can help us feel a little more confident, but it's the ability to trust yourself and your body. 
It's the ability to access your deepest desires, express them and use them to influence your life. Should I say it again? I should say it again, shouldn't I? Confidence isn't an outfit. It's not a mode or a moment or a pose. Confidence is the ability to trust yourself and your body. It's the ability to access your deepest desires and express them fully and use them to influence your life. And training is one of the most powerful ways to learn how to trust yourself and your body. And when we trust, we gain access. We gain access to confidence. Then we perform acts of confidence. And that's a big thing that I want to focus on today. Today, I want to talk about acts of confidence and how training helps you feel more confident. I truly believe if you have a solid training practice, if you have a successful and consistent practice, it will change how you show up in the world. It will change your posture. Now, I don't mean, you know, you'll walk with your shoulders back more, although you will especially when we do uh, a lot of strength training, it will literally change your posture, uh, but it changes your posture and how you show up in the world, how you show up at work, how you show up in your marriage or your relationship, how you show up with your children. And that is magnetic. That is pretty damn amazing that this one practice can be so powerful to penetrate into all other areas of your life. So I had my photo shoot last Friday, last Friday morning, 8.30 a.m. We rocked up and for three hours, I got to live out my vision for this photo shoot. The photo shoot was all around unleashing your dark side. And it was so cool because everything went to plan on the day in the actual photo shoot. (laughs) For those of you who know, it was planned two weeks ago and I got very sick and I had to postpone the photo shoot. So not everything goes to plan. It hardly ever does. But actually on the day, within the photo shoot, everything was executed exactly how I wanted it to be. The vision that I had for it, we lived it. I lived it. And it was such a cool feeling at the end to know that the vision came into fruition, that we did it. And I can't wait to share some of the stuff with you. Carson was there with me. He filmed all the behind the scenes. And so we're going to create a secret behind the scenes tape uh, that only a certain uh, amount of people will get their hands on. And then I can't wait to share some of the imagery 
with you. I haven't seen a lot of it, but she's going to send me on through probably like a thousand photos that we took on the day. Uh, but one thing that I want to talk about is my preparation for that photo shoot. So one side of it was planning it. So the vision for it, the why behind it, the feelings that I wanted um, to bring through the photo shoot uh, down to the logistics, you know, the outfits. Uh, then the other part of it was, okay, well, what do I do to get myself ready for the photo shoot? So normally, you know, when people have photo shoots, they change a lot. You know, they'll change their training. They'll change their eating. They'll try and lose weight, uh, especially, you know, within like the fitness world or the bodybuilding world. There's actually extreme transformations that happen before someone has a photo shoot, especially a photo shoot with hardly any clothing on. <laughs> but I actually didn't change anything really for my preparation. I didn't change my training. I didn't change my food. And one thing that came to me while I was putting that third outfit on, which was my lingerie, was that I could put lingerie on any day, any time of day, any day, any week, and I could feel confident. And I was thinking that while we were doing the shoot and I was, you know, half naked and I was thinking about the preparation and how I didn't change my body to put this on and how I could put this on any day. And why, why was that? You know, why could I do that? Why did I, why do I feel really confident to be able to do that? Where did that come from? You know, I think some of us think that, you know, confidence is in our DNA. Like we should be born with confidence. Like I'm maybe, you know, I've heard women say, I'm just not a confident person. I just don't have confidence in me. But confidence is a skill that we need to learn. I truly believe that, you know, we should have confidence classes like math classes at school, um, you know, there's so many things that we should have been taught at school that we weren't, uh, which is why I do what I do. Warrior school is the place that you come to learn all of the things that you should have been taught in school, how to train properly, how to nourish yourself properly, how to feel confident, how to manage your mind. Uh, so confidence is a feeling and it's a feeling that creates predictable actions and results within your life. So we don't do something and then we feel confident. We have, we feel confident. So confidence is a feeling. And as a result from feeling confident, then that creates predictable actions and results within our life because we feel confident. So confidence is a feeling that feels amazing, amazing. I would say it's probably one of my favorite feelings to feel confident and it inspires action. So when you create confidence, you create 
momentum. You create rhythm. You create movement and you create action in your life. When we don't feel confident, it's really hard for us to create action in our lives. The other day we were having our Warrior Queen Challenge after party. So I'm a fan of the Oscars. I really love the Academy Awards, mostly for the fashion, uh, but I really like the fact that really the biggest event out of all of that is the after party. And did you you know that a lot of the stars actually have two outfits? So two entire looks and entire outfits for the night. So they'll have one for the Oscars or the Academy Awards, and then they change and they have an entirely different kind of carpet uh, to walk on in their second outfit for the after party. So I'm a fan of the after party uh, for the glamour, for the outfits, for the connection. And so we had a warrior queen after party. And in that after party, it I wanted to create this round table discussion. So the warriors on the call that did the warrior queen challenge, I asked them four questions and they shared their experience Uh, from the last 12 weeks. So the Warrior Queen Challenge went for 12 weeks. The whole idea of the challenge was to build confidence at the bar, for them to learn how to step up to a barbell and strategically load a weight that they thought that they could never lift. And one of the things that we spoke about the other day on the call was confidence and how through showing up consistently in the practice and especially over the last 12 weeks and adding weight and progressing in these key movements, they built so much more confidence. They feel more confident. And what happens is, you know, when you start to build your foundation at the start, it feels really hard, uh, But around, you know, nine to 12 months in, you've got a consistent, sustainable training practice if you keep showing up. So the whole goal is you've got to keep showing up. But around that mark, everything starts to click. But one of the coolest things that happens is that you start to feel confident. And then what happens is that you have very predictable actions and results in your life. And in your training, because you feel confident, because you are the woman that trains three or four times a week, you are the woman that goes to the gym, you are the woman that lifts heavy weights, you're, you're the woman that understands how to train. And you're the woman who's had a consistent training practice for, you know, six, nine, 12 months, you feel confident And then when you step up to that bar or that heavy weight, you have a very predictable action or result or outcome, which is lifting more weight. (laughs) And what starts to happen because they feel more confident in themselves, in their bodies, because they trust themselves more, they trust their body, they feel better in their body, is that they begin to ask for what they need. 
they have the hard conversation, they leave the marriage, they ask that person out, they wear that outfit, they begin to do all of these other acts of confidence because they feel more confident in themselves. So what would you do if you felt more confident? And now one thing, uh, one important thing, and we were also talking about this on our after party call, is that the confidence doesn't come from the result. So we it doesn't just come from losing the weight or changing the body composition or lifting a certain amount of weight on the bar. It comes from the process. It comes from showing up consistently. It comes from doing the work. It comes from creating that consistent training practice because that is how we're building trust with ourselves. We, we do what we say we're going to do. We follow through and that builds trust. We have integrity, impeccability. So the confidence, the feeling of confidence isn't just coming from the result of losing the weight. It's coming from that process of it's coming from the doing. And that's really important. It's a really important distinction. You know, when uh, we talk about business and our work and how, you know, if we were to, if we were to, I guess, build our confidence or feel confident only when we got a certain amount of likes or a certain amount of responses or a certain amount of views on our videos, it's going to be really hard to feel confident because you're basing it on that result. And sometimes it's just luck, uh, especially when it comes to social media. The confidence is built from the process of actually enjoying the work that you're doing, enjoying creating the, this podcast episode, enjoying thinking about the, the idea or the topic, um, presenting it, standing up here, sharing it with you. Uh, it doesn't come from the amount of listens. I don't feel confident when I get 2,000 listens compared to 200 listens. I feel way more confident doing that at episode 173 compared to episode one because it's just come with practice. I trust myself a little bit more. You know, I am familiar with the process. Uh, I have a system and a rhythm. And what happens is that then that creates a very predictable action and result. And that is that I do the podcast once or twice a week. So I just wanted to highlight that, that getting to that certain size or lifting that certain weight is not where you magically find confidence. <laughs> It's the same as, you know, when I talk about how confidence isn't an outfit or a pose or a moment or a mood. It is when we trust ourselves and our bodies. And I believe one of the most powerful things that we can do to build trust is train. 
And then confidence is the ability to truly know our desires. Like, what do you desire? What do you want? And then go after them and inject them into your life. That's confidence. So what would you do if you felt more confident? What would that one brave act be? Would it be asking for something that you need, that you want? Would it be wearing something? Would it be standing up and talking in front of people? Would it be asking for that promotion or that raise? Would it be having a hard conversation with your partner? Would it be leaving the relationship? So confidence comes from your brain. It's coming from your thoughts, from your mind. And I've done quite a few podcast episodes on how to create an elegant mind, how to manage your mind. Uh, So I invite you to go back and listen to those. I'll pop them in the show notes. But confidence is coming from the mind. It's coming from your thoughts. It's not coming from your actions and results. Being confident, feeling confident produces your actions and your results. So if you want to take a certain action or you want a certain result, we've got to feel confident. And for myself, it's just years and years and years in showing up and doing the practice, showing up and doing what I say I'm going to do, doing the work. And I trust myself. When I say that I'm going to do something, I trust that I'm going to do that. I know that I'm going to do that because of the evidence that I have that I've done that before. And I feel confident, not all of the time. (laughs) I don't feel confident all day, every day. Uh, Sometimes, you know, with my business stuff, I think, what the F am I doing? And I feel way out of my comfort zone and it can shake my confidence, Uh, you know, especially if you get some feedback that's really hard to digest or, you know, sometimes you put something out there and you think it's going to go really well and there's silence and there's no engagement. You know, that can shake your confidence. Sometimes in my training, you know, when not so much anymore, but previously when, uh, you know, an injury would come up or pain or a niggle, that would shake my confidence. And I would think, you know, I'm not doing enough. Am I doing the right thing? Uh, But what's helped me the most is I keep showing up when I say that I'm going to show up. I do what I say. I do the work. Because of that, I've built so much trust with myself. I trust myself to do what I say I'm going to do. I trust my body because for 14 years, I've been building a strong relationship with that body through training. You know, I I do believe that the desire thing is really important, but for me, it's been the training thing, the training practice, the consistent practice, the showing up, even when it's hard, even when I don't want to, when I don't feel like it, uh, building an actual physical strong body that's so capable and resilient. That for me is what fuels 
my confidence. That for me is why I feel so confident in who I am and I feel confident when I go to do things. It's just something for you to think about. Do you trust yourself? Do you trust your body? Uh, can you access your deepest desires? Like, Do you know what you desire? Do you know what you want? And then can you express that? Can you express that to yourself? Can you express that to others? Uh, can you ask for what you need or for what you want? And can you use those desires to influence your life? The place where I would start is, are you training? Are you training? Do you have a consistent, sustainable training practice? If you don't, go get yourself one. Go get yourself one. Uh, if you need a hand with that, I invite you to come and check out Warrior School. It is my online individual and group coaching program for women. And we build confidence. <laughs> well, we build uh, amazing, sustainable and successful training practices. We build very strong bodies uh, and minds, but we also build confidence. And if you want to train, if you want to feel stronger, if you want to trust yourself and your body more, uh, if you want to try and access those deepest desires, if you want to be able to manage your mind better, if you want to feel more confident, come and check out Warrior School. Come and join us. Uh, we do all of those things and we do that through training, through individual uh, training programs, through group coaching calls, through one-on-one -on -one coaching calls, uh, so much. And we have a lot, we have three live events this year, which is epic. Uh, so this is the time. If you've been thinking about joining, you're going to want to join because I love live events and we're going to do three this year. And you're going to want to be in a room with me <laughs> and all the other warriors. Uh, it's going to be epic. Confidently ever after. If you want to be confidently ever after, You've got to come. The first one is in Australia in May, May 27th. The next one is in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, at the start of August, I'm not sure the exact date. Uh, I think it might be the 9th or the 11th. And then the last one is in Vancouver here. Uh, hometown, baby. I'm excited to do the tour. If you've been thinking about joining, come and join us. Come to the live event. Start training. Start getting stronger. Actually, I'm going to get a bunch of the warriors who did the Warrior Queen Challenge on the podcast over the next month or so. So you get to hear their journey uh, about building confidence at the barbell, which will be really cool. Okay, Warrior Woman, it was an absolute pleasure to spend time with you as always. And I wish you a confidently ever after day, week. Hey, even life. Okay, bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. 
Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.